You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's classic. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And yes, I said hump day. I know I have not made reference to a hump day in months because, to be honest, we still are struggling with knowing what day of the week it is. We're quarantined. We're at home. And life as we know it has totally shifted. So, I felt that the hump day reference was a little irrelevant at the time. But now that I see that we are slowly starting to get back to business, it might not be business as usual, but some sort of business, I think it was appropriate to bring back the hump day because I think that we need to start programming our minds and getting ourselves ready for reentry into society, right? So, Saying little things like happy hump day on the podcast, that's something that I used to say every single Wednesday. And so I'm gearing up to get back into, you know, that space that I was before, get back to a point of normalcy. Now, speaking of getting back to normalcy and reentry, some of the things that I have been doing to get myself ready for, you know, the reopening of New York City, the reopening of the world, it's little things. I'm wearing regular clothes at home for the most part, not every day. Like today I'm not, but (laughs) for the most part, I'm wearing regular clothes. I might not be in a full, you know, outfit. I might have some tights on, but I have a regular shirt on, a normal shirt. I'm not wearing a muumuu and pajama sets all day. Um, I'm doing my hair, you know? I'm not just putting it in some sort of scarf or a wrap, but I'm actually doing it. I did a little two-strand twist action the other day. You know, I did a little, you know, puff in the back thing just to get myself back to normal, to start feeling like my old self again. One thing I never stopped doing, though, was getting up early. I get up early every day between the hours of 7 and 8 a.m. I get up early and I, you know, try to, you know, set my day up in a way that's not overwhelming, but I still have some task at hand. I still have a goal that I need to achieve. I've started wearing a little bit of lip gloss slash lipstick. Now, the lipstick, I only really put it on. I don't sit around my house with lipstick. Unless I know I'm going to be doing some sort of Instagram live or Facebook live, something where the general public is going to be seeing my face. I mean, the quarantine Sally look might be good at home, but I really don't want to be on the, you know, on the interwebs looking like quarantine Sally. I want to look decent. I want to be presentable. <laughs> you know, I've I've been living in my own skin for several months now, you know, with the hair and the eyebrows not being done and all this other stuff. And I'm actually OK with my natural look. I mean, I think I look good. However, again, going on to, you know, the interwebs and interacting with the general public, I prefer to look a little decent. I prefer to be to feel, you know, 100 percent. But those are some of the things that I've been doing to keep myself, you know, to get myself ready for reentry. I really I feel like I'm a prisoner <laughs> I'm talking about reentry, getting back into the society. Um, so I really hope that you guys I don't know what your routines are, but I hope that you guys are starting to, you know, figure out what you need to do to get yourselves back to normal. If you were waking up at 12 p.m. every day, maybe you want to start, you know, waking up a little earlier. Right. Because the world is going to open back up. New York City, I'm pretty sure by June 13th, that, that'll be the last push. I don't know. I don't I don't feel that the governor is going to 
push the op- you know the the opening of New York City back any further. I think that we're starting to get to a point where we are getting a little more comfortable being outside and interacting with one another. So that's my take. Either way, today I have a very, very special guest by the name of Lucia Cinea Saint-Fleury. She is an amazing event and wedding specialist here in New York, and she's also my cousin. (laughs) For those of you who have been avid listeners to the Frida's World platform, you will know that she was a guest, I think it was about last year, maybe about a year and a half ago, talking about the return to corporate after, you know, leaving corporate America, starting her own business and then having to return back to corporate. So that's a really great episode. Definitely go back into the Frida World archives and listen to that. But today she's going to talk about something a little different. She is going to talk about the wedding industry and wedding planning during COVID-19. And she's going to give her predictions for what the industry will look like post-pandemic. So I know there's a lot of you who are who were either supposed to be getting married right now, have weddings that were scheduled for the summer and the fall. Some of you guys maybe have recently got engaged and are wondering, whoa, what exactly should I expect? Lucha is going to answer all of those questions. And so you definitely want to keep it locked. Share this episode with friends or family that, you know, are currently going through this. This is, you know, this fiasco of what's going on with my wedding. What can I expect? You definitely want to you definitely want to share this episode. You definitely want to tune in. But before we get into the meat of the show, you all know that I always share my highlight of the week. And this week's highlight for me is just recognizing that I have a platform. And I think that this realization really came to me over the last week and a half where I was able to host Instagram lives with friends and strangers and really talk about things that are important to us. You know, last week I had the series, The Haitian Effect. And since we are still currently in Haitian Heritage Month, blop, 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 um, <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to really focus on Haitian women and some of the, you know, issues that we engage in and talk about some of our shared experiences and really just kind of talk about how being Haitian has affected us and has molded us and shaped us into the women we are today. And to also talk about some of the negative aspects, you know. Some of the shared experiences that we had when it came to the negatives was the fact that, you know, networking wasn't really something a lot of us were strong at Um, advocating for ourselves was something that we weren't really good at. And a lot of that came from the way that we were raised. You know, we were praised for not having friends. We were praised for being quiet and silent. And so, you know, just thinking about the last week and even this week, how I'm engaging with individuals, you know, with respect to the things that I post and my comments and I'm sharing, you know, my my expertise on other platforms. I was just like, wow, this is really amazing, you know, that I've been able to create a platform that women can, you know, women and men are able to engage with each other and we can really challenge each other. You know, I'm all about education. I'm all about being informed and I'm all about understanding that we don't always know everything. And sometimes it takes somebody else challenging us on the platform and us being open to that for, you know, that exchange for us to really grow and learn and build together. So that was that is my highlight of the week. The fact that I have this platform and I'm cognizant that it's out there and that it might not be changing everybody's life, but maybe it's changing one person's life. So 
that's my highlight of the week. So now we are on to the meat of the show. All right, everyone. I'm here with my very, very special guest and cousin, <laughs> Lucha Saint-Fleury. Lucha, say hello. Hi, guys. Hi, Tata. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Am, am, am I permitted to call you Tata? I know that's so I mean, personal. <laughs> now that you've aired out my laundry to the world. <laughs> uh, sure, you can go ahead and call me Tata. <laughs> I have a thing for nicknames, you know. I just want to shorten people's name and, and it's just like personalizing it. It is, it is okay. Tata, for those of you who don't know, Tata is my nickname. It's been my nickname for my entire life. It's to the point where <laughs> friends of mine who I like, I guess who I met later on in life only knew me as Tata and did not even know my name. One like, time, like who's Rita? Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally one time I was in church, there was like a church event and they were calling me up to read. I don't know if it was a scripture. I don't remember what I was doing. And she introduced me as Sir Tata, like Sister Tata, could you please come to the <laughs> the middle of the church i was like what <laughs> so yeah yeah the tatas in the streets but people don't really you know only my real real only my real people my my down down people and family call me tata so right right so, I, so it, it's, it's embedded i can't change it i can't call you Ethan. i don't know, I know. it's okay it's okay your family <laughs> <laughs> But either way, I'm happy to have you back on the show. I know we have you on. You know, I, I'm so at a loss of time. Now I have no concept of time, but I believe it was sometime in 2019 <laughs> you were on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was last year. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was last back. year. Yeah, it was it was a really good show. And so today I wanted to have you back on to talk about your specialty, your expertise, which is the wedding industry and event planning. Yes. And... Yes. I particularly, you know, during this time, this pandemic, I've, you know, me, I'm a wedding connoisseur. I, I attend at least 10 weddings a year. A year, a month, <laughs> not a year, Tata. You, and you attend, I swear like every mother's like five on your calendar. Like, where is she going now? <laughs> I have all these weddings that I attend. So I'm, I'm pretty much of an expert myself, I would say, yeah. but, um, <laughs> But I have several friends who are getting married this year, of course, because that's my life. As a 30-something-year-old, that's all you do is attend weddings. Right, right. Um, and a lot of them have had to cancel their weddings because of this pandemic. And we're talking about weddings that are out, Octo you know, August, September, October, like they're canceling them. And so... I wanted to kind of get your take and, you know, your understanding of the current state of the event planning slash bridal market, you know, um, particularly for those individuals who were planning or who currently had set dates, what, you know, what should they expect? You know, sh you know, what's your advice? Should they continue pushing forward with their plans? Um, and for those individuals who want to cancel, like, what is that process looking like? Because I'm pretty sure people are going crazy right now um, and they need some sort of direction. So, direction. yeah, I want to kind of start off with that. And then we can get into some other topics with respect to your forecast on what the wedding bridal event um, industry is going to look like for the next year. And, yeah. you know, what right. people should expect if they are planning on getting married. Right, right. Um. Of course, this is 
uncertain time, un, un, unexpected, you know, and basically this is life, right? This is um, the unexpected journey, the things that we never look forward to, didn't expect to occur in our life, and we're experiencing them right now. With this pandemic, I did have, um, I had one particular client who was scheduled to get married and have a ceremony in March, which was right around the time with everything was going down. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of them for what they did. Um, they did postponed the wedding for July Mm. and the day of the wedding, which was March 22nd, they decided to go to church and it was just the two of them and the pastor and he officiated and they got married the same day. Right. So I'm like, that's, that's amazing. You're still married and they're being optimistic. Um, But at the end of the day, it's all about everyone's safety, right? For me, wedding celebration is about everyone enjoying themselves. It's about a happy moment. And I'm one who believes that we have to cease every moment, more so now than ever, right? But when you're dealing with your counterparts, your friends and family, if if it's not directly, but indirectly, you're, you're getting bad news, you know, unfortunate news of someone's passing, you know, someone's break this, you can't travel. We become sensitive to that. Mm. Um, and at some time we could feel a little guilty of the fact that, you know, someone else is experiencing some heartache. So because I believe a wedding, cele- a wedding celebration ceremony is, is a joyous occasion that people are starting to feel, you know what? I don't want it to make it just about me. Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. a time where it's about everyone. So even when they're postponing at a later date, we have to still continue to be mindful of the health. You know, we have to follow guidelines with the CDC. We want to understand the capacity to which a venue can accommodate, right? Now, you know, we're, we're Haitians, Americans, Jamaican, and we go in with a celebration. We're not talking about a celebration of just 40 people. Yeah. We're talking about a celebration of 180, 200 plus deaths. So right now, that is not within the guidelines. So I will advise that all the brides to continue to monitor what the CDC is saying and what's per, what's permitted, and also be mindful of your guests and and reaching out to the guests and checking in on them to see how they are because you don't want anyone coming to the wedding downcast or or, or just or getting a lot of declines too because if you've already paid for a number of headcount. It, it's going to be hard to backtrack, to go back to the venue and say, hey, my number two days before the wedding, I need to reduce it by 100, you know? So we, we want to take a look at everything now, see if we want to pursue, if we are rescheduling, postponing for a later date, what does that look like in terms of my guests, who are on my guests who are affected by this, right? Yeah. So whose situation has changed? as a result of pandemic. So we have to really be, um, take the due diligence and following up and making sure that we're, we're checking pulse. We're checking in on our guests because they're the ones who really makes us the celebration a celebration. And we have to be mindful of their health, their condition, and, and also following the CDC guidelines. Now, if you are scared, you're postponing. I have one client who, um, a few of them who postponed for a later date during the year. So I had a conversation with one of my clients specifically, and she said, Lucia, I I know that it was your wedding was um, originally scheduled for June 21st. Now it's postponed to November 1st. She said, now we're still following guidelines. I'm not sure because they have a lot of, a lot of folks who are traveling from, in, from Florida, people coming from Florida and Atlanta and, and wherever. And say, I'm concerned. So what, 
precaution? What steps should we take? How can we strategize on this? I said, well, you know what? I'm glad we're having this discussion because we really need to think about, because we postponed it with them um, till November, right? And I changed the date with all the vendors. Now we should really think about if you're okay, one, scaling down your headcount, right? Mm-hmm. Um, scaling down your headcount, or if you're open, okay to postponing to next year, right? She's open to both, but ultimately she's like, listen, if I can't have the wedding, I can't, we can't celebrate in November, I'm willing to cancel. So now it's a matter of having a conversation with the venue to understand what's the repercussion for this, right? Yeah. So we postponed to November. Now, if we have 170 headcount and we've just decided, listen, we already booked a room for 180 guests, 170, but the requirements is only a, an event for 50 people. Can my client walk away and cancel and get a full refund, right? We haven't had that conversation yet for me to say, oh, they will refund you, but I know that the venues are open to you postponing at a later date because, of course, this is affecting everyone. Um, Small businesses like myself or venues, photographers, videographers, everyone is affected by this. So I can understand where people like, listen, let's postpone to a, let's reschedule for a later date. They'll be more accommodating towards that. But if you have to cancel, um, that is those conversations we're going to start having with the venue to understand can we get a full refund, right? Because it's not the same whether I, I booked the venue for 180, but now the restriction is only 40 to 50 guests. I don't yeah. need that. Maybe the venue might say, let's move forward with just a smaller wedding and we'll refund you the difference. Do you want that? If the venue say, you know what, let's give you, we'll give you a credit. And what does that look like? So those are all the options that we're going to start laying out. Like, okay, if the venue give you all these scenarios, how are we going to approach with all of this? If they say, hey, we'll give you a credit for the next five, you have five years to use your credit. You have two years to use your credit. Are you okay with that? Maybe you might say, listen, I may want my baby shower here. I may want my daughter's first Christmas here. You know, so we're going to think about all those scenarios. And then it's like, listen, everything is so uncertain. I just want to walk with my money. Right. So we all have to have those conversations, have those dialogues with our partners and walk through the, the possible scenarios of understanding how we're going to walk out of this situation. Um, but that's, you know, those are the conversations that we're having. And for most, for most part, the vendors and the venues that I'm working with, they have been extremely accommodating in helping brides because it is tough. You know, when you, especially when you're looking towards toward, forward towards your you're looking forward to your wedding celebration and it's a few months away and this is happening, it's heartbreaking, right? And we want to continue to support them and let you know I'm here for you. Whenever you want to reschedule, postpone, I'm here, I'm available, we'll make it work and to put them at ease because this is really taking a toll for everyone. But at the end of the day, it is safety first. You know, we have to be mindful of everyone's safety. The last thing you need is to get anyone sick from your wedding. No, definitely. (laughs) Don't want that. And, um, you know, you you certainly don't want to be the event that caused many people to get sick or even causing any death. No, of course. Of course. So we have to we have to be, we have to be mindful and for the bride, for my group, like they have to be concerned for themselves because the health of their guests. Now the question I have is well, it's it's two questions really. First, you know, there are a lot of brides that were going at the wedding planning, um, you know, 
thing <laughs> alone, solo, meaning yeah. they didn't have wedding planners, right. they didn't have wedding coordinators, right. they were kind of right. doing this by themselves. Now that we are right. in a crazy pandemic like this, and you know, just just from a, a couple of the things that you just stated, my mind was already going crazy. You know, the negotiation right. that has to happen right. with these vendors, you know, in, in these spaces and all these locations, and all this other stuff, all this consideration, it sounds to me that you know, having a wedding planner bringing in an event coordinator at this stage would be something of a necessity, right? Because it, 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 it is like I always tell a potential client, I'm not here to just sell to sell myself, right? So you, I'm just telling you what, what the best option is for you, especially when you're planning any wedding over 125. It could be small, it could be very detailed. So it's how you envision your wedding. But certainly as a wedding planner, we are your sounding board. We are the ones who are negotiating going back. So we are the one who are reaching out to each vendor and updating each vendor on the status of your event, right? So the client doesn't have to deal with that. So we're the one on the front on the front line, like just going in, sending emails to everyone, letting them know where we are in the process, letting them know that I'll be in touch with them with any updates. So we're kind of continually you know, we're continuously providing updates and that's what we do. We're still working, right? So their investment is not in vain, was not in vain because it's like, oh my God, thank you so much. Or you're writing more guidance, like things that they're not thinking about, you know? The, the same reason too, I always advise clients to, when they start their wedding planning with with or without a planner, they should get a wedding um, insurance because there there's an event insurance out there. And right now, it may be too late to in, to insure your wedding because God knows what the premium the premium is going to be to mm-hmm. to insure your wedding at this time. But moving forward, I would advise every every bride, every groom, every thing about getting married to get an event insurance to cover their event. In situations like this, you get refunded. Now. The other question I have is this. So back to the bride that thought that they can do this all themselves. And a lot of times brides can right. do things themselves, right? Because they're resourceful enough, right. they have friends, family, whatever. But again, in a, in a crazy time like this where, you know, the ability to negotiate and, and not just to negotiate, but to really understand the inner workings of how the wedding planning business runs and understanding the vendors and knowing the behind the scenes and, and the loopholes and whatnot. Is it, is it yeah. possible for a bride who had not contracted you prior to actually set up the wedding, could they contract mm-hmm. you or another wedding um, specialist now because they're now running into issues with vendors with respect and, to their wedding, you know, and wanting to either reschedule or negotiate, you know, better terms? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I am very much open to helping any bride negotiate any, um, to remedy anything with the venues and vendors on their behalf, because it's what we do. So we do know the ins and outs. We know how vendors work. We know how they think we know with certain things. So absolutely. We can certainly be outsourced right now, even at this point to help them negotiate the process because it is nerve wracking. And when you're getting someone who's knocking, who's knocking you down, like for example, there is one particular venue, which I will not name. I was highly disappointed with their response to this pandemic. 
Um, I reach out to them back in because my my client's wedding is scheduled in July. And I believe back in April, sometime in April, I reached out to them, letting them know that both my clients are essential workers. And we need at this point, we need to they need to postpone to next year. Because mm-hmm. this venue can only, is only better, the, the venue is best during the summer because they have a, a beautiful outdoor space, right? So it's not, it's not a venue we can consider during the fall because you're not sure of the, the weather itself or even into the winter. So it has to be in the hot season. So I, you know, I reached out to them graciously and just let them know that we would need to postpone till next year. Their response was very astonishing. Like it was more... At, as of now, um, the the wedding must go on, and we're only accommodating brides who were who whose wedding are scheduled for like May for May, and we have to reserve future dates for future brides. Um, it was it, it took me back, you know, and I had to be the one persistently going back reaching out to them without the bride knowing, because I told the bride, I will take care of it. And, you know, my last email, you know, it was just straight setting them straight. And they're like, we apologize. Here's a link to our calendar. Please, you know, sit down with your bride and, and, and select a date for next year. So you have to be that person who's advocating for your client and not really reporting back to your client with every little detail to worry them, yeah, right? You don't, stress them out. you don't want to stress them out. I don't want to say, oh, by the way, I reached out to them again and they're not accommodating. That's just going to add more stress to what they have to plan or it is my responsibility to be their mouthpiece and to advocate for date. So having someone like that in your corner, whether it's not me, but finding a resource, someone who's going to be that advocate an advocate for you is important and it's your money well spent. It's an investment that can save you a lot in the future. Okay. Now, with respect to what's currently happening right now in terms of, um, you know, the wedding industry and, and having to reschedule and change dates, what would you say are some of the um, major issues you're running into in terms of vendors and, and scheduling? Like, is it the caterer, caterers that are giving the issues? Is it the actual, you know, wedding venues themselves that are giving the issues? Is there a particular uh, area that's, you know, harder to, um, you know, schedule or change? Yeah, or navigate? Absolutely. I would say for most part, it was, it's going to be a venue. Most of the majority, not even most, all of the vendors that I booked for this year have been extremely accommodating. Mm-hmm. Everyone have been, Lucia, not a problem. The only thing, the only um, hiccup we will experience is if they're already booked for the date that the client have in mind, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I always tell my client, please, let's propose two to three dates. Mm-hmm you know, that you're comfortable with to, to schedule your wedding because the, the, the vendor can't guarantee the dates if they're not, if they're not available. Right. Yeah. So at this point we have to work around their schedule, especially if you want that particular vendor. Now, a lot of vendors have staff. They may say Lou or the, to the bride and groom, I would love to be a part of your wedding. I would love to be the one who's shooting, who's capturing your moment, but I have already a, a, a scheduled event. I have I've already been booked since last year for this date. However, my associate is, is available to, is available for that date. Mm-hmm. Now it's for the bride and groom to say, to think, okay, I, I don't want the associate. I want the lead, you know? So with that, are you open to 
rescheduling and working around your vendor's schedule, right? So it's not just, so you're going to need to work with your vendor schedule and the venue if you want a particular vendor to serve you that day. However, each vendor have associates, have staff that they can they can send for that for the day. But if you want to lead the, the specific person you've been working with for the year, six months, and if they're already booked, then we would have to um, work out a new date that's best for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, all of my vendors have been extremely accommodating and supportive. Now, what about deposits? Deposits that were paid to vendors, um, you know, in anticipation of, you know, the wedding, right? Right. Are are individuals able to get those deposits back? Unfortunately, no. Those deposits, a lot of the deposits are like a retainer, Mm -hmm. right? So whether you've already had, you've been engaged in conversation with each vendor, if they're already sent you a playlist, you've already had conversations, you already mapped and strategized on certain things, people have already invested their time, Mm -hmm. right? Like again, at this point, and and you're talking about a lot of these vendors are probably small businesses, right? So everyone is taking a hit to say, hey, I need a refund. What most vendors are going to do, I believe all of them is going to say, listen, you have a credit um, if it's a photographer, now it, she may not be used for your, your photographer can be used, even if it's not a big wedding celebration, mm-hmm. if you decide to go to the justice of peace or you're having a ceremony for people, your photographer is still there to capture that moment for you. Yeah. Now, if at this point you decide to scale down in your, on your event, if you scale down on your event, now you're, you're saying to the vendor, I'm no longer having a 200 guest, of course, and I only need you for two hours. The contract that we have is for eight hours. How can we break this down, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe the vendor could be more accommodating to say, you know what? I will give you credit for future event. I will do your small, your intimate ceremony. And then maybe for christening, a shower of some sort, I'm happy to accommodate you at a later date. So those are conversations we're going to have going to start having, we're going to need to start having with our vendors, but in terms of a full refund of your deposit, no. What is refunded, however, now, if you were, are working with the florist now, I you can get a portion of that. You can get that back because they're not able to service, provide mm-hmm. any flow arrangement, right? So if your wedding is in August and you haven't, and, and we're in May and florists haven't had the time to place the order yet on the, for the flowers, Right. So that you can get refunded. You can get refunded. Like, I don't need the flowers. I don't need the centerpieces. Then at some point, you can refund that. Now, your photographer may be, but in terms of like your wedding planner, if your wedding planner has been working with you already for a year, that there's no refund. And that because they've already serviced you, obviously, for the whole year. And you're still, um, we're still accommodating, we're still counseling, we're still guiding our clients. Mm-hmm. So we're still on the time, we're still on the clock, we're working with them. Um, if it's something that they have to, if it's a service that they have to provide in terms of, if it's a product service that have not been ordered, yes, you can get your money back. So if it's more like rentals, you can get your money back on rentals, you can get your money back on the florist, um, you can get your money back on the cake, because again, you have not, the, the baker have not baked the cake yet. Right. But unless the contract state does a $25 signing fee, you know, for my time and for me to book you for the date, then at some point we have to look at the retainer, what the contract states in terms of a retainer. There's probably going to be a, p- a portion of it that's not refundable because they've already blocked that date for your wedding. 
Okay. We just have to go back and fine tune those contracts, look at those contracts, revise those, look over those contracts and make to determine what is available to the client at this moment. Okay. So now let's say you are a bride or groom and you're like, you know what, this, this is too much. I don't know what's happening with this coronavirus. I don't want to keep pushing dates, keep pushing dates only to just end up, you know, just with nothing. Right. Now, are the courthouses at this moment performing wedding ceremonies? I don't believe in in the New York State offices are open yet. What clients are doing is working with their pastor Mm -hmm. and going to the church. Okay. Right? They can go to the church. Now, if you want something intimate during the summer, you could probably hire an officiant like Rita or Rev Rocks. You know, you can can hire someone (laughs) and go to the park again, right? And go to the park and you have your photographer and you, again, it's a gathering of less than 10 people. Right. We want to yeah. make sure that we're com- wearing compliant and we're not having like 50 mob at the Central Park to yeah. watch yeah. you get married. But if you're like, listen, I want something intimate, you can definitely hire an officiant. And just a shameless <laughs> plug, uh, because I don't talk about this enough. I actually am a wedding officiant and I have actually was flown, I was flown out, flewed out. out of state to perform a wedding so i am a wedding officiant and i actually are and we have a schedule our schedule event in july is yes it's not canceled it's postponed Postponed. yes it's postponed Um, so if you are looking for a wedding officiant officiant. right i can come to the park (laughs) if, if paul said like this is you know me, Tata. I, yeah. I, as much as I love, I love a celebration, right? You know me. I love gatherings. I love everything that's about celebration. But for me, it's about the meaning, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's the gathering, whether it's a small, intimate. I love that. It's just capturing the moment. So this is a time to listen. Wedding industry is going to take a different approach after this, right? Yeah. We've had people who spend a lot of money. Now, we can celebrate hard. We could go in hard and do it hard. But but at the same time, too, if you feel like, listen, I need to to allocate this fund somewhere else because now people are going to start doing virtual weddings. Like It's going to be like, bring your own food and drink wedding, right? Log on like to a Zoom, Zoom wedding. A Zoom wedding, get your cake, get your drink, and watch us get married. And the bride can still be pretty, get her face beat, and still wear her wedding gown, and the whole world gets to see her, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a whole different approach, I believe, after this. But intimacy, let's, let's focus on intimate celebration. Like if yeah. I can get a nice officiant, get a nice bouquet of flowers, get my makeup and my photographer still there and I can go to a, uh, maybe the restaurant may not be open, but Hey, if you have a backyard somewhere, have dinner and or celebrate at a later date, you can do that. Um, I would advise anyone who had a wedding schedule in the summer to still get married on their wedding date. Yeah. You know? Backyard oh, wedding is, is there's no shame in the backyard wedding. In fact, there's I mean, no shame. Your back, your backyard, I mean, can, can host My a serious wedding. I can, listen, I can tell, like, we can host a, cere- a ceremony, a, a celebration out in my backyard. But again, it's one of those times where, like, listen, I can save on this. I can do that. We can put a later date. But you have options. You know, I don't want brides and grooms to to get worked up. You know, like, yeah. I, I, I took calm my brides. I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, you still have your partner. You guys are here. You guys love each other. You're spending quality time with each other you're saving your money if we have to postpone to next year you can if you want to see how much we can recoup from this i'm here for you at the 
end of the day, you have each other. That's what it's about. So for me, this whole experience have taught me to really appreciate the people that's around me, right? And it's to appreciate the quiet moments. It's just to appreciate just, laying, just sitting on my couch and binging on Netflix or just to call folks more, connecting with people and checking their pulse just to make sure all is well with them because a lot of people more than ever need a phone call. Yeah. You know, so it's a time of reflect. So I don't want brides and grooms to, to, to worry, but certainly if you can hire a planner to go over your contract for you, negotiate on your behalf, be that bulldog that you need. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a bulldog when it comes to those contracts. I don't that. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've seen what I've seen Lucha do. <laughs> it's, ama- it's, it's amazing work. It's amazing work. I don't back down and I'm for the people. So, and I, it's all about being fair because again, like I mentioned in the beginning, a wedding celebration is a joyous occasion occasion and people are in a different state of mind, you know, whether it's, I just want to chill and relax, but we should not worry the brides and grooms with all of this and that because they're dealing with so much but overall it just is has affected everyone involved unfortunately but it will pick up you know things will change for the better yeah i mean i definitely agree with you on the intimate wedding front i think that you know we have become a society that's so big on the show. And just like you, I love events. We have a, you know, we come from a very big family. So big events is something that we're used to, you know, (laughs) several hundred people weddings, you know, it's it's normal. It's normal for us. Um, you know, the reception normal. even bigger. So and, and it's just and 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 and, and, and it's just family with a hundred plus. So yeah. it's not even extended like friends. It's exactly. just family. So, you know, so I totally understand, you know, the the, the need sometimes to, to really like have that huge wedding because sometimes it's not your fault. When you have a really big, you know, family, it's, it's a little difficult. Um, but I think that like you said, you know, especially in the times that we're in and then looking to the future of the event industry, the hospitality industry, you know, I think that the brides do need to, to try to be a little more mindful because even if you, you know, they, they can somehow schedule this like 100 person wedding, which I'm still iffy as to how that's going to happen with the way the restrictions are with people. Um, right. You have Absolutely. to keep in mind, right, about the individuals who have to take a plane, who have to now check yeah. into a hotel. You know, it's not just, you know, everybody lives in Brooklyn and we're all just going to drive down to the church or take, you know, the bus to the church or whatever. There, there's a lot of human contact in that process of getting on the plane, checking into a hotel, things that can put people at risk. And I'm just thinking, you know, from what you were saying, I'm just thinking about the reception, you know, in a regular restaurant, the reception. six feet apart. Like how is the yes, reception going to look apart. like? Exactly. Exactly. And we have to also be mindful of the fact people's mental state of mind. We're going to be extremely sensitive to a cough. If oh my gosh. Listen, if someone coughs, like, did you, did you just cough? Like, my cat sneezed the other day and I had to look at him because I know animals have, can catch Corona too. I had to look yes, at my cat. Yes, yes, yes. So everyone's going to be on edge. Exactly. It's, you know, and especially if someone already experienced someone who were affected by COVID, who lost their life to COVID. You know, people are going to be extremely on high uh, mm-hmm. on on pins and needles regarding that, and 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 going to be extremely sensitive to that nature of someone coughing or sneezing. We're going to associate that with COVID, right? Yeah. It's stay away from me. Like before we 
went to a full mode of work from home or schedule, like I'm staying home, I'm going to do everything from home. I had to make that decision because I was coughing a lot. Like the first two weeks of March, I didn't have COVID, but the looks that people gave me, mm-hmm. right? It was they wanted like, to kill you. They wanted to kill me. <laughs> they wanted to kill me. Throw some NyQuil down your throat. <laughs> You start coughing profusely, like Jesus help me, Lord, please. And you feel like hot. I'm like, Lord, save me. The looks that I was getting, right? So people are going to be on edge with that. So we're going to have to be extremely mindful of if you know that you have a little cough or sneeze, you need to stay home. Yep. Don't even don't even risk it because even don't. if you are COVID free, the rest of the wedding party and guests will not think so. Will not think so. <laughs> they will not think so. <laughs> They are going to ask for you to be escorted <laughs> out of the wedding space. Absolutely. You're going you're gonna to see your maitre d' escorting you out. <laughs> oh, like, can you imagine security? The person security. who's sniffling. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't kiss the bride and groom. And that's a plan or not. You have to really be that bold. Like, you need to stay 20 feet back. Oh you know? God. And having to manage that. It, it, listen, um, it's, it's going to... It's going to take time for us to yeah. really mentally get to a place where we're comfortable. But for now, it's going to be, a, it's a work in progress. We're going to need to work hard at this. Yeah. Yeah. I think all this information is very helpful because like I said, I have several friends who, you know, are getting married or who were supposed to be getting married and they've had to either cancel it because they just, you know, that whole like look waiting to see is very stressful in and of itself. It's stressful. You know? it's stressful. Exactly. You know, you, you're planning a wedding for a hundred people, but now you're not sure. Like you're on a day to day, week to week. It's stressful. So, you know, a couple yeah. of my friends canceled the wedding and they went to the justice of the peace and, Ooh. you know, got their wedding, you know, got, got themselves married that way. So I definitely think now, what, uh, it's going to be interesting, but what a lot of people are experiencing too, if their wedding was in August, they probably don't have their license yet. They're, ah. they're, they're, so, and the court, the courts is closed, you know, um, they're closed so they can't get their license. That is a issue that I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. I didn't yeah. think about that. The wedding. Yeah. Wedding. So everything is closed right now. So they can't issue any license right now. Um, so that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Yes. So we just have to keep, you know, keep you know, as much as I hate watching the news that that is the most depressing thing. I swear after I watch CNN or ABC, I go to bed with a headache because the information that's being shared, circulated, whether it's through WhatsApp, Facebook, all the platforms. WhatsApp, WhatsApp's a killer. WhatsApp takes the regular news and it distorts it. So by the time you get it, it's, it's so jarring and it's so alarming. But the sad part is it's probably not true. <laughs> so we're alarming. Exactly. So we're injecting ourselves with fake news, new news, no good news, nothing good yeah. at all. And it's feeding, we're feeding our soul and our spirit with these information and it drains you, right? Yeah. So you're constantly drained. And at this point, it's like, wow, I, I, I just, but we have to, you have to you stay know, informed. We have to be informed. Absolutely. So we have, so I'll try and, and, and turn on the TV early morning, see what I can take, shut it down and do it again the next day. But I cannot feed myself all day with information because it's, it's just too, too stressful to do that. But you have to be informed, especially if you have a wedding um, coming up and you pushed it in, in June until July, from July to 
November, you have to constantly be up to date. And I, as far as like the venues, I'll go in and check to see what the guidelines, what the, what's the, re, what's the requirement for the time frame. So I'll do that on my end and I'll share it with my, with my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have one of my, another client whose wedding is scheduled for July as well. She's like, listen, if, if, cause in her wedding, their wedding is 180 guests. She was like, listen, at this point, we'll, we'll postpone till next year. And that way we'll get it. We'll, we'll celebrate on our one year anniversary. Yeah. And that's actually a great way, you know, that's another alternative too. you know, postpone it and, you know, just on the anniversary date, you know, anniversary. Now that that since you are an officiant, so would you be able to perform a ceremony, maybe not with the license and then get it signed at a later date? Well, then I have to investigate to tell you the truth, because I actually was thinking a lot about this since I have all this time home, um, you know, not having a job and all. So I have so much time to think. And I was just thinking about, you know, some of the skills that I have and some of the licenses that I've recently obtained. And I was like, wait, I'm a whole officiant and I keep forgetting that. And so I was actually going to investigate one doing virtual weddings because I know Zoom is a big thing. People are doing birthday parties. I went to a baby shower on Zoom. So I wanted to investigate how to do, um, you know, uh, Zoom weddings. But I also, yeah, virtual weddings, but I also want to investigate what you just stated with respect to the, um, you know, the, the licensing matter. Is there a way? I think that there has to be, because I've seen a lot of accommodations being made on the licensing front. Um, so that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I definitely want to look into that and see. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. (laughs) When it comes to, when it comes to wedding celebration for me, I don't think my client should, would be in, in a, in a hole in, in, from, in a sense for, if I know someone's getting married, I'm going to still regardless send my gift. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I know that they're married, I'm sending, I'm mailing my check. There's no reason for anyone to, to hold up the check gift as they didn't go to the, the wedding yeah. Right. So even if you're having a virtual wedding and you invite people, people should still send that check in. Mm-hmm. You know, you should still mail it in. If it, if it, if it was going to be 200, you want to send a hundred, send a hundred. Right. Cause now we're not following the etiquette of the per, per person guideline. So you can scale it down, but at least send some, uh, a, a token of your love to the, to the bride and groom and, and shower them with love. Yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree with, uh, agree with that. So yeah. now, you know, so we, we got that information out the way with respect to what's going on with um, weddings right now and events and whatnot. I mean, because I, I know that you do other events as well, too. Bridal is like your yeah. main your main focus, but I know you do, you know, Sweet Sixteens, Quinceañeras, baby showers and whatnot. And, on, you know, on that front, like today I was actually walking down the block and I saw two bat mitzvahs happening on the front lawn. <laughs> and I saw a sweet 16 <laughs> happening in front on the front lawn as well, too. So people are finding ways Listen. to celebrate and to, you know, continue the, the festivities. Yeah. Listen, we are Americans. We're humans. We're, we love to celebrate. We, nothing can hold us down, right? Your, coronavirus ain't taking me down. You're not yeah. stopping nothing. Like no. two, two weeks ago, my neighbor was celebrating his 60th birthday and on the lawn, there's this big sign that says happy 60th and the line, the cars were just 
coming down the the um the the, the road just handing him gifts through the window. Someone will hand the gift balloons, lots of gifts. And the cars were just like in assembly line, which is going and they're honking and they're celebrating and they're cheering. And that's what it is, right? It, it, it doesn't require a big fancy hall to celebrate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We yeah. can really yeah. get creative. If it's about the person, we could be creative and say, we're, we're, this shower is happening in my car. I'm going to drop off my gifts. I'm going to give three humps and I'm off. And you're still sh- expressing your gratitude and appreciation and showing support to the couple. Right yeah, yeah. to the birthday girl, to the birthday guy, to whoever's whomever's celebrating, you're expressing that appreciation of support. Like I'm here for you, so it, it doesn't require a big fancy hall for the celebration to happen. We just need to get a little bit more creative with how we're going to express our love to this individual. Yeah, we're definitely going back to basics when it comes to celebration. We're definitely scaling back, and especially with the state of the economy right now, nobody has money to be balling out of control and showing up and showing out and doing all these things. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're very resourceful people. You know, we do what we have to do. Yeah. When you, when you, you you just mentioned going back to the basic, I said, listen, I love a church wedding. Why don't we take the wedding to the church again, the church hall, right? The church basement. Let's get the baby showers in the, (laughs) right. That's, that's the wedding when growing up, I knew, right? My the church, the church basement, and we had fun. You had a limited food. Yep. <laughs> we were yep. restricted with time. We had a good old time, and they didn't spend a fortune doing it. Nice. You know, going back to the basic, when I had my first son, um, my shower was in my living room at Pabe's house, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just family, and to me, it was the best time ever because it was the people that I, I, the people I knew, I loved, who supported me, who was there for me, and they showered me. I had everything I needed. So yeah. really take it back to the basic and start saving money. You know, it's funny you, bring, it's funny you bring that up, though, because I'm trying to remember when baby showers left the home. I always remember home. baby showers happening in a house. When did it leave the home? It left, it left the home... And we're getting, we're booking big halls and it's, and, and it's no longer intimate. It's like 200 plus guests. Yeah. Plus guests. So we've really changed this whole celebration thing. But I think right now, maybe guys like take it back to the basics. Yeah. Because your bank accounts can't handle this. Yeah. <laughs> this like, take spending. it back. You know, open your house door and people sit in your, your couch. People get up, you know, we sit on each other's lap. We eat. We have good food. We play some games, great laughter. We go home, yeah. you know? So yeah, definitely we are going back to the basics and I love it. Yeah. So now Lucha, in terms of, you know, how people can contact you, because, you know, I always like to give the, the plug. I probably should have uh, shouted out your business name prior yes. to this whole conversation, yes. but, but this only forces those who, you know, are new to Frida's world to go back and find the first episode <laughs> where... <laughs> where you and I had a conversation, but go ahead and tell the people, you know, um, what your business name is, you know, how they can contact you, et cetera. Absolutely. The name of the business is designed by Lou. Um, you can c- contact me, contact us via um, the web. That's www.designed, D-E-S-I-G-N-E-D-B-Y-L-U.com. You can email me at Lucia at designbylou.com. You could call me at 516 516- Four zero five one one seven six. That's five one six four zero five one one seven six. 
And let's spell out Lucia. Let's spell out Lucia. Oh, Lucia. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, you don't know how to spell Lucia. I'm kidding. I get that all the time. Lucia, I say like St. Lucia, but it's L-U-C-H-A. L-U-C-H-A at designedbylou.com. All right. So now that, you know, we've got in the, the, the wedding mechanics out the way, I wanted to just, you know, spend a couple of moments talking about a new venture that you have, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, about to, I guess, let out to the world, something that you're, you've been working on for a little while now when you're about to kind of debut it to the world. So you are a yeah, wedding yeah. expert. I would consider you a wedding expert because you've been doing this for a very long time. And so in being a wedding planner and and a wedding expert, you have an inside look as to how, you know, grooms and brides, (laughs) you know, engaged couples, you know, how they operate with each other. And and you have like that front row seat as to, you know, the the real relationship, right? Because when we're talking about money, you know, the truth, the real colors come out. (laughs) Of course, <laughs> when, of course. when we're planning a wedding, because it involves money, right? It involves money, yeah. and, and you're dealing with relationships. So, post um, um, before this whole pandemic happened, I, I was I, I was going through this course road of, of just understanding where I wanted to take my business, or, or what I wanted to do further, like something that's going to touch everything about me and it's about ministry, right? So for me, initially when I was doing this and I said, this is my ministry and people didn't understand the concept. What, what do you mean wedding planning is your ministry, right? So I see my ministry shine the way that I deal with clients, the way that I service them because it's, again, it's not about the glitz and the glam, the outlook, like the setting, but it's about the relationship with the individual. Mm-hmm. And it's the planner who's, praying for your clients, right? Like I pray for my clients. I, I pray when we, for our initial meeting, when we first meet, I'll pray with them. I'll pray with them about our planning process. I pray during the wedding. So for me, it's like, I needed to, to connect this because in addition to being the wedding plan, a planner, a wedding expert, I'm also my husband, my husband and I lead a marriage ministry. Mm. So I've thought for months, 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 like how, I can bridge the two. And I thought of if the ring could talk, if the ring could talk, right? Mm, so it dates, me, it dates me back. Yeah, it dates me back um, when I was single, right? I don't know if there's anyone like me out there, but I, I'm not ashamed to let you in my journey, my thought, right? So when I was single and you're on the train and you'll see a girl walk, walk in, and you notice her ring is beaming and shining, right? Listening and you, start to, you start to stare at her ring. Mm-hmm. That's because you're envious of the ring. But I started to wonder, what's their relationship like? Mm. You know, how, first you're like, how did he propose? What's their relationship like? I, I wish I could get a glimpse of who they are, right? Because what I've realized for the past few years with social media it's, it's so unreal. It's not real. It's not real. Social media is not real. It's social media is 
um, a fantasy world. So when we're looking at the big centerpieces, we're looking at the the table scent, the, the, the tablescape, how beautiful it is, and the brightest stunning, everything is amazing. Yes, that's camera, that's for the moment. But there's a lot of underlay, a lot of things in preparation for that day. And the things that the world does not get to see, yeah. right? And we're shading people, like we're, we're painting this world of what marriage, we're, we're, fo- we're focusing on wedding. We equate wedding with marriage, right? Yeah. When your wedding is a moment for five hours, when your marriage is a lifetime, we hope. So I wanted to launch my blog, my posts about If the Ring Could Talk, where I'm giving married couples or engaged couple a platform for us to just connect and talk. For them to provide insight to those who aren't, to share um, any um, best practices, what they're doing, what they're learning, um, understanding each other, whatever the case may be, whatever the topic is for that day. But I just want to connect with couples. I want couples to, couples who are open to sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. right? Um, and for me, a, a marriage is someone who overcame, who 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 were able to overcome all these obstacles and to tell someone, listen, I experienced this, but I was able to do that. I was able to push this. I was able to find help, seek help, look towards something, look within myself, do a lot of self-reflection so that I can have a fruitful and productive marriage today, right? It's going to be silly. It's going to be laughter cry, but I just want to give people a platform to really see marriage without makeup. Right, mm, yeah. not what we want people to see, but it's like here it is. War. We we're gonna share the good. We're gonna share the bad. We're gonna share the ugly. Um, and so if the ring could talk, so if your ring could talk, what would it say about your marriage? You know, if your ring was a big mouth woman, <laughs> was that neighbor that neighbor who's constantly looking in and mm, what would your ring say? You know, if it can talk, if your ring could talk, what would it say? So given that platform, we're rolling out next month and I'm so excited about it. And it speaks to everything I want to do. It's connecting my ministry and connecting other people and really helping other people too. Because a lot of times I tell you a lot of, there are a lot of married couples, individuals who are suffering in silence, right? Because we're in a world that we pretend, we pretend all the time and you just want a place where you just want to scream i'm i am not a therapist but by trade like my, my experience i've been singled i've been married i was divorced remarried um i have children you know it's it's a lot so i know a lot and enough and i'm still learning and i'm still on the journey where i yearn to to feed myself with more information i i want to know how i can do certain things differently so it's just that platform that's going to give people the opportunity to come and hear from real people raw and honest and being people who want to be transparent and not focusing on the glitz and the glam but more of the marriage not the wedding yeah, and I think that that's very critical, especially in these times. I mean, right now, I I personally expect the divorce rate to skyrocket right after this pandemic because a lot of individuals are in marriages that they probably were never supposed to be in. Right. Um, a lot of individuals, you know, because they don't, you know, they they are I guess focused on the Instagrams and they're focused on what the world says their relationship should look like. They're not really, you know, grounded. They're not really a team because they're competing either against each other and the world and whatnot. So I think that having, 
you know, a platform like that addressing, you know, married, you know, married people and those seeking to be married, because we're talking about the ring, it could be an engagement ring, it could be a wedding exactly. ring, I yeah. think will be really, really important, um, particularly in this time when people are, you know, we have a lot of time on our hands, so people are reflecting. They're mapping their exit strategy. Oh, yeah. They are reflecting. They are like, whoa, you know, why did I get married there? You know, why did I get engaged? I mean, a lot of people that I knew, you know, were in just boyfriend, girlfriend relationships broke up like maybe three weeks into the pandemic because it's like, wow, this is who you are. This is um, personal, yeah. personal. Yeah. Like there's, we can't hide. There's no way to hide. You're yeah. in the person's face all the time and we have to quarantine for mm-hmm. 14 days. Right. Yeah. So you're really seeing someone for their, you're, you're seeing their true colors and, and maybe it's testing your, your step, like testing you too, your yeah. patience, you know, do you have the patience to support someone exactly. like this? So exactly. we're learning a lot about ourselves and you're right. And maybe this pandemic is drawing people closer too. So yes. it's not just divorce, right? Maybe people who never really had the time for their wives or their husband, their children, they're, we're making time. Like for me, the one thing that I've appreciated a lot about this time, um, is my family and I, we've started, we discovered game night. We create, we, we started playing game boards, right? Oh. So Friday nights or some evening and that we just, we started ordering board games and said, you know what, let's play. And we have fun. I'm so jealous. And for me, it's like, why didn't we do this sooner? Yeah. <laughs> you know? My son refuses to play board games with me. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, oh, we're doing this morning and my kids are on Just Dance and they're dancing and you know, you get up, you're silly with them, you're dancing with them. So mm-hmm. it, it is creating um quality time with your, with your children, a significant other. But again, it is more so a time to reflect, although someone wants to exit the, the marriage and feel like they need to dissolve it, but we really need to sit down and look with yourself first yeah. um, and make that, make a sound decision and, and being fair and just with your approach. So it is a time more so for self-reflection and all of us are, are doing that. I hope all of us are doing that. One can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Lucha, I think that, I mean, I'm definitely here for it and I'm definitely ready um, to, you know, I'm not a married individual, nor am I engaged. However, I think being a single woman, um, I think that I would definitely benefit from hearing the stories that, you know, are shared, you know, on your platform and just, you know, looking to see because it doesn't hurt as well. I think single women would definitely benefit from this, giving us an understanding. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I, you know, I want people to tune in and check us out. You can visit my Instagram at design by Lou for information as re- regarding the post and the launch of if the ring could talk. All right. I, I love the name. I absolutely love the name. I mean, I'm just like, man, like, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just so catchy. I love catchy phrases. I always, I always love hearing thank catchy you. phrases. So. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to say thank God because it just came. I was like, oh, yes, Lord, this is yes. it. Like, if the ring could talk. Like, let's yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Well, Lucha, 
thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about, you know, wedding planning during pandemic, during COVID-19, and really giving your expert advice and, you know, direction and guidance as to what to do during this time. If you are somebody who is currently a bride, and even those who are, you know, recently engaged in our planning on having a wedding, like what it's going to look like looking forward. So I think this information is definitely critical, um, you know, because it, people are, people are actually in this conundrum right now. They really are just like, what am I supposed to do? So I think this was very, very helpful. Thank you for having me anytime. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, everyone, Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Frida's World. Please be sure to head on over to the website, www.fridasworld.com. That's F-R-E-E-D-A-S world.com. And be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Frida, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world. And most importantly, please, please, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can tune in and show your support and, you know, share them with your friends and all that other great stuff. But definitely subscribe to the podcast. We are available on pretty much any platform that you enjoy your podcast. So with that being said, everyone, thank you. And we'll talk to you guys next week. It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's classic. It's Frida's world.